When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man. It's a choice. This movie came out in 2018, directed by Bob Preschetti, Peter Ramsey, and Randy Rothman. Sounds like a comic book character. Uh, written by <laughs> Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman. Starring Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Michelle uh, Ali, Brian Tyree Henry, Lily Tomlin, Zoe Kravitz, John Mulaney, Catherine Hahn, Chris Pine, Liv Shriver, bunch of names in here. Nicholas Cage, Oscar Isaac. The very, 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 very end. And then the new one. Did I miss anybody? Uh, I mean, small characters like Zoe Kravitz. Make uh, Zoe Kravitz. Did you say Zoe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, Kimiko Glenn is one of the spider people. Oh, yep. Mr. I don't know who this is. Luna Lauren Veliz. Looks like she plays his mom. Yeah. Rio Morales. Um,. All right, uh, who's this? Uh, Scott? I mean, Alex? Yes, this is my pick. Yeah, what's your history with this movie? Um, That I saw trailers for this. Like, at first, it's like, okay, another Spider-Man movie. They're making an animated one. You know, not that interested. But then as I, like, watched the trailer and I saw the incredible style, like, art style that they were going with, it's like, holy shit, this is, like, a for real thing. They're actually going to try something different, you know? So I was psyched for it, and I loved it. I've seen it a bunch of times. Have the boys seen it, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know my nephew loves it. He was all about Miles Morales for a few years there. Mm-hmm. If you got a 4K, Ultra 4K player, I recommend it for this movie. It looks amazing. Yeah, uh, put that out there. Uh, it wasn't streaming anywhere, at least on any of the services I had. But YouTube was had it, the digital version, 4K for sale for ten dollars. So I went and got that because I know I'll watch this at least a couple more times. So that's how I watched it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go next. Uh, kind of the same thing with Alex. I remember seeing trailers for this. And this is eighteen. This might have been back when I was. Uh, 
uh, was that movie movie club movie? What was uh, the thing? Where it's like oh, five dollars. Yeah, um, yeah, Regal yeah. Movie, movie pass. pass. No, but movie the, pass. Movie pass. Yeah. So I was seeing a lot of movies, and this thing was the trailer. And you know me, I'm not a big animated guy. Um, and yeah, it looked it looked weird, but it looked kind of interesting. And then it got great rave reviews. So I was like, oh, whatever. I have free tickets. <laughs> Let me go watch it, and really liked it. Um. Yeah, and this I only saw it the one time in the theater, and then just the other day for this. So it's my history, Scott. Yeah, this one was kind of was already in theaters before I was really aware of it, and then I saw it at home initially um, on one of the streaming services. I, I forget, and then you yeah, haven't watched it since until just now. Uh, I used Amazon. I don't know if it was 4K. Um, it probably wasn't, but. Uh, yeah, I feel like I, I might have done myself a little bit of a disservice with that. But, uh, yeah, rented it again. All right. Uh, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're each going to talk about seven items from the movie. Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is the the shoulder touch. Uh, Miles is with his uncle and he's talking about the new school and how we met a girl there. And he's like, he doesn't know her name. He's like, well, all you got to do... This is sort of shoulder touch. So he just puts his hand on his shoulder and goes, You do this. Hey. <laughs> and it's a nice, fun, touching scene between, you know, nephew and uncle and everything. And then uh, it actually pays off later on in the movie. And then at the very end of the movie, spoilers, which is fantastic. <laughs> so awesome. Hey, Kingpin, you know about the shoulder touch? Hey. <laughs> Badass. All right. Uh, speaking of Kingpin, my only negative is I didn't like the character design of him in this. I, it's it's interesting. I think they they went with the they took a chance on it, and I'm sure it works for a lot of people. But for me, I just I found it distracting. Just how whatever that bottle was for him. So I did not like that one of the yeah. few things i didn't like with this so, so yeah, i was reading in the trivia that that it was directly from one of the spider-man runs okay like, it doesn't take away from your point but like they didn't come out and come up with that design whole cloth okay um but yeah the only thing i mean i like the character himself and everything but just his design just kind of every time i saw it, it was a little annoying um he's a big guy yeah, you know, he's a very big guy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's not Vincent D'Onofrio big. I mean, he's way bigger than Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> um, all right, Scott, number seven. Uh, mine's similar to, to Alex's, and it's just the, the family relationships here that, that are kind of at the, the core of the movie. Um, you know, that it's, it's always been the Spider-Man thing is he's only got the, the one <laughs> aunt or uncle, as it were. Uh, in this case, Miles has it a little better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just nice that, like, it, it, the only real turmoil is is just kind of him growing up, um, like, with, with his family. Like, obviously, he's stressing out, you know, and he doesn't want his dad to know especially that, you know, with all the Spider-Man stuff going on. But other than that, they, they have, like, a very healthy, um, wholesome relationship um, that he has with his with his parents I think it's just really nice. Like, obviously, this is a PG movie, um, so they, they couldn't make it too dark. But uh, I, I just really like the idea that, that Miles has been, you know, raised in this loving household. So he's not carrying around all that, that baggage. 
um, that sometimes Peter Parker does or, or is forced on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's my number seven. I really liked his relationship with his parents and his uncle for that. Matter. Agreed. And then and his uncle, yeah. I should say. Yeah. 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 I agree. I have more about to say about this later. I definitely agree with you guys. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is that this movie is has impeccable comedic timing. <laughs> all the, most of the jokes, pretty much all of them, land. Oh my gosh, the the nice timing and the cuts when he's trying to do the the tall building leap. <laughs> Freaking yeah. godly! You could tell Phil Lord had a lot of a lot of input. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. There's some, these. there's there's like a a joke per oh, like Lord. more than a joke per minute. I'm sure if you just stop to look at what's going on in frames, yeah. like he throws the bagel. Oh, that one is so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, like blink, blink and you miss it. But like yeah. it says bagel when it hits the guy. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But yeah, this movie is just fucking, it's hilarious. Like so, it's really sometimes funny. it's like there's not even like a punchline. It's just the physical like stuff going on. Like when he, first time he goes uh, in the camouflage and Peter B. Parker just like pokes him. Like, <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but it's just really funny. Yeah. All right, I agree. Um, my number six, uh, there were two just a lot of the vi- I mean, it's a very visually awesome movie, but two scenes that both hap- that happened at the beginning and the end of the movie, which I really liked, I want to call out. It was like the third person watching a fight of Spider Man and a villain from a distance. And I just like that visual of so, first, when Miles stumbles across Peter Parker fighting the green, uh, green goblin. Right, and just seeing like, what would that be? What would that be like? You walked in this room and you see Spider Man actually fighting somebody. That was really cool. And then later on, when his dad walks in on Miles fighting um, well, everybody at that time, I forgot exactly who was fighting at that point. Doc Ock and all the other things that were running around. But just the, the cool mm-hmm. visual of just being they being really small on the screen while you just someone watches it from the distance. That was really cool. So that's my number six, mm-hmm. Scott. Uh, my number six, uh, I'll, I'll, I won't say too much about this because it's probably higher up on your list, but just the all the spider people in this. Um, I've more to say later about like the two larger characters besides Miles, um, but um, I just I, re- I really like this idea. Not so much of the anybody can can wear the mask because I think that's kind of been done before, um, but the idea of of there's a Peter Parker or or <laughs> Peter Porker, <laughs> whatever the mm-hmm. the case may be, that's always out there, that that always just intrinsically, um, I mean, gets turned into Spider Man one way or the other, but but also is a good person, does like you know put put his life on the line to to help people, and yeah, there's something again really really wholesome about all that, um, and the fact that they they have that that camaraderie. Um, I, I really love the scene when they're in his room and each of them um, is like, we're the only ones that understand you. Like <laughs> we, we've literally been like where you are. And, uh, right. And yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a beautiful moment. Um, but yeah, just, they all, they all pop, um, you know, a few of them obviously are kind of like more one note characters. Uh, but, but everybody's like still like fully fleshed out. We don't need explanations. Um, although we do get the super fun, like backstories with the, uh, like the comic book thing. Um, right. One last time. Yeah. Um, 
which which doesn't feel which just feels fun. It doesn't feel tacked on, which yeah. I think which I think would have been an easy misstep to make. Um, yeah, I just I I love all the, the spider people. Like every time they're all on screen, like I just found myself like with a stupid grin on my face. So. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Is he in black and white? <laughs> Where's that wind coming from? <laughs> um, question. So all the different ones. I mean, I, they're all from the comics as far as I know. But what's Peter B. Parker? Like, was that from a specific... Do you guys know the backstory on him? I, that I don't know. If I had if I had to guess, I, I think they might have actually just made that one up because, like, it's the B as opposed to the A. Parker. So he's the B one. <laughs> right. I think that's... that's. I think that might have been the, the joke there. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't well, know. He's, yeah, he seems to be coming from our world because he's got the the right coca-cola on the signage if you see the signage True. when he's in his universe and, and, and he's got the the brown hair like he's not the blonde hair blue eyed yeah so i think he's yeah. the one from our comic books here but okay. they put the b on him just because he that knows he's in sense. another dimension you know i'm not the dead guy i'm peter b parker Peter okay. after his uncle all right. Plus, yeah, I don't know how much of that stuff that happened in his little <laughs> uh, backstory recap happened in the comic books, though. I'm pretty sure all of it did, though. Are, are you guys going to say anything about Nick Cage? Not I don't have him on my list. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's a weird thing where it's almost pure stunt casting, but it works. Like I, I I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 mean, I kind of do. Like Nick Cage is like lends himself well to to the like the one note character that he's playing in this, um, and it's a lot of fun. But you know, I, I could see a scenario where I would just roll my eyes if if it was like a different animated movie. But uh, it works here. <laughs> the, 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 the Nick Cage plays. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? I I like. Uh, drinking egg sodas and fighting Nazis a lot. That was great. The, the, the probably biggest laugh in the entire movie for me was the Rubik's Cube thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is Kingpin. Uh, yeah, his design is a little bit weird, but I got used to it throughout the whole film and everything, so it wasn't, you know, by the end of it, it was just Kingpin. But I really love his backstory they really gave him a lot of depth in this movie he's not just you know uh a, a gang drug whatever overlord crime boss that rules an entire city that has everybody in his pocket and everything he's trying to just get his family back because he essentially indirectly got them killed so it was a nice touch giving him a bit more of a human dimension to kingpin he's not just bad guy for bad guy's sake i i I do like kind of agree with Jeff's point that maybe he's a little too big, but I do like mm -hmm. the the way he fills up the screen. Uh, oh yeah, very imposing. Like if you know, just, just some shorthand visual shorthand of like, okay, this is the main bad guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I also like how he's very New York. He's the most New York kingpin I've ever seen on film. Yeah, he's got the 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 level like Italian gangster. <laughs> yeah, like when they when they see the silhouette of Miles running away from the scene after he kills Peter Parker, <laughs> kill that guy. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, yo, kill this guy already. 
So was it the uh, was it Daredevil or um, Punisher where they had uh, you already mentioned his name earlier? I can't remember playing Kingpin, and it was he was more fleshed out in that too, and it was all about no, like, Vanessa or whatever. Yeah, yeah, da- yeah, Daredevil. Yeah, it definitely was fleshed out. Mm-hmm. No, that was also really well written, Kingpin. Yeah, but in this yeah. one, they didn't have a lot of time. It's animation, so they did it like perfectly <laughs> in my mind like the oh, cuts man. and everything you get to see is and you get it like pretty much instantly yeah well i'm sure talk, we don't have like the lengths they went to to animate this yeah um wasn't are you guys one of the marvel shows wasn't king oh, that's a spoiler alert have you guys watched mm. well i'm caught up on everything except miss marvel okay it as wasn't miss marvel it, you're, talking, you're talking about hawkeye the, the, Hawkeye, yeah, where he shows up and then gets killed, right? It doesn't, it doesn't get killed. He doesn't get killed. He well, gets, he it's, gets killed. Well, it's, it's implied that it could have happened, yes. That, that is oh, true. Yeah. oh, yeah, I yeah, forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Echo. Mute, death, from Echo, yeah. yeah. The dolphin. <laughs> jumps right the up. dolphin <laughs> fucked up, like, jumped out of the water, ripped out his throat. It was, I was surprised for Disney Plus show that they, <laughs> yeah, was gruesome. That they showed that, like... I don't know what he was doing at the aquarium to begin with, but maybe that will be <laughs> revealed trying, later. Yeah. He was trying to steal him from the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> he was making someone sleep with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Alex, you did number five yet or no? Yeah, Kingpin. Okay. Uh, my number five would be the music in this, in this movie. Oh, um, yeah. It's really good, but it's not my style of music, which it was so it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird like I enjoyed it in the movie. But it's I'm, not my style of music. I'm like you wouldn't listen to it on your playlist or something at home. All right, but I, it, it works fits with really the film. Well. Yeah. I'm yeah. picturing Jeff like in the jerk, just uh, slapping his hands and just like clapping and just kind of <laughs> But uh yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, it slaps as the kids say. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, this music is not meant for old man me, but I really enjoyed it in this movie. Yeah, and it was really good. Like, I know the one guy, they got the tattoos all over his face, which now I can't remember his name. Post Malone. Right? He has the main oh, yeah. song in this, right? He has a, he's the guy that, that says, um, I think it's a Banksy. That was actually Post Malone. Oh, that was his. Post Malone. <laughs> that was his That's cool. <laughs> which I, I read from the Post. trivia. There's no way I would have recognized his voice, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, the music, it's a little bit, like I said, I would have it higher, but it's not my style of music, but I still really enjoyed it in this movie. In this circumstance, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And yes, it slaps. It kicks. <laughs> it's the bee's knees. <laughs> the cat's pajamas. It's the cat's pajamas. <laughs> it's, it's a gas, man. <laughs> Scott, number five. Number five is, is him learning to be Spider-Man, um, kind of, throughout the whole movie. Um, I I love that at one point he's just trying to copy the comics. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love like, that whole idea. Like, that, like what am super... I what am I gonna do? It's like, oh yeah. wait, yeah. I got reference material here. Yeah. It's such yeah. a, a fun little thing. Um, and then kind of Peter B. Parker just barely like <laughs> doing anything to train him. Um, uh, just. You know, then then he has to have the like the Peter Parker moment um, before he can really become Spider Man with, with his uncle and mm-hmm. um, you know just internalize all that personal experience and everything else that he's learned been learning from everybody and 
Uh, when he finally becomes Spider-Man and he gets the new suit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good stuff. So that, that's been number five. Um, one, one, one thing in particular uh, that I really loved, again, uh, there's a shot earlier in the movie when I think when he's doing the, the building jump and he falls and you see like the comic book lettering on the side of him falling going like, whoa, yeah. he's screaming there. <laughs> yeah. Which is mirrored later on when he does the leap of faith and he's on his way up and it's the whoa. And it's like the same shot, but with like the the different um yeah like again it's it's joy instead of like being frightened you know just uh, yeah but any, anyway that's that's when we're fine all right uh scott or sorry alex number four my number four is all the spider people man because i thought initially i only thought it was going to be peter b parker and then spider gwen <laughs> and then when I finally watched the movie and I saw, oh my gosh, there's all these, all these other spider people. Now, there's no Spiders Man, which I hope they include them in the sequel because he might be my favorite alternate Spider-Man. Uh, but I love learning. I, I already remember. I remembered Peter Porker <laughs> from the comic books. I think I had, you remember when Marvel had trading cards and the, and the oh, power yeah. levels of all the characters and everything? Oh, yeah. I, had, yeah, yeah. I had a Peter Porker, <laughs> which is freaking awesome. Uh, Penny uh, Penny Parker I didn't know about I had to do some research on her which is pretty cool and then Spider-Man Noir I still have to pick up that book because so, the whole idea of just like Noir along with like uh, Batman by Gaslight I, I really want to get those both <laughs> of those books uh, so, so I'm curious for, for when the new movie comes out uh, like you know what I was saying about how there's always a good Peter Parker. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see from the next movie if there's a bad Peter Parker. Like, uh, there's an evil Spider-Man, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that'll be interesting well, to see. Because that, that's not really something that we've seen. Right? Maybe, don't watch like, the trailers. Maybe, maybe in the comics. Um, but, well, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, in the yeah. trailers, it could just be people working at, like... I, well, I don't remember the trailer that much, but... Okay, maybe good. just somebody who's, like, got different objectives, not necessarily... A, a, a villain? From my point of view, the Spider-Men are evil. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but yeah, good. Don't watch the trailers. I made that mistake. I mean, it wasn't a mistake because I was <laughs> like grinning from ear to ear the whole time. No, I, I, think, like, oh, I think I've I definitely wait, seen but... like one teaser or whatever where like, spoilers, that that was adorable when they're like sitting on him and Spider-Gwen are like on like some building but upside down and she does, it's like then from behind and she gives him like this like little shoulder bump it was yeah, anyway mm-hmm. <laughs> all right i forgot where we that left is... off where are we at uh-huh. uh, uh that was my number four spider people okay uh my number four and this is just and i like this in almost every spider-man movie it's uh when Spider- Spider-Man kind of just this full-blown Spider-Man, the main fight's over, and he's just swinging through the air doing tricks and stuff. And when so Miles does it toward the end of the movie, just flying through the air, and this was the awesome animation and the music and everything going, thought it was really cool. And because it was animated versus live action. Like, as good as they were able to do it, now with CGI, it's still not as, I guess, as free and easy as they do it with the uh, with animated. So, love mm-hmm. watching Miles fly through the air toward the end of the movie. Just like Tobes McGobes in Spider-Man 1. <laughs> yeah, I said that's one of my favorite parts too. Yeah. 
All right, Scott, number four. Number four is the whole uh, being dragged by the train sequence. Uh, <laughs> that was so that, painful. It was oh so like there was so much going on with it. It was it was so like dense with, with all the different camera angles and yeah, all the slapstick and going through the, the streets in New York like that. It was just such a cool, fun sequence. And then and and you know, on top of that was hilarious. Um just just him getting constantly knocked out. Um <laughs> it's just limp body. <laughs> Uh, at one point, they say that, uh, like, or I think it's early on in that, that, that I guess they could call it a chase. Uh, the cops say that he's, that there's a kid dressed as Spider-Man dragging along a homeless corpse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. Um, but yeah, just that, that whole sequence when he winds up with the snowman head. and uh, Yeah, that, that was, I, I think that might have been the best action sequence in the movie. Oh my gosh. Hey, y'all, can y'all just walk around? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, New York. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, New York. Uh, Alex, number three. Number three is the music. I I love it. I have a dedicated playlist just for Spider Verse music. It's so it's just really fucking good. It slaps. It hits. <laughs> What's up, Danger? Might be my favorite track because of the scene that it's associated with when he's finally taking that leap of faith, like coming into his own as a Spider Man. It's also cool. Yep. Pretty good. There it is. All right, my number three. Uh, you guys already said it, but the the comedy in this movie there are lots of jokes, lots of stuff hits. Um, just you guys already named a bunch of them, but I was at the very beginning of the movie when they're kind of recounting. I think it's what you know. Let's say this again. He tells a story, and it's about all oh, a bunch of clips of Tobey Maguire and other Spider Man stuff that we've seen before, and. You know, him and stuff you don't need to know about him turning in his off, you know, doing the dance that everyone makes fun of and um, the train, chopper stop on the train, all that stuff is just really cool and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah, the hand on the shoulder. Oh, hey. that. That's so, so popsicle. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Peter B. Parker going at the goober. I, I think they, they really did make a full on Christmas album, by the way. With Chris Pine. <laughs> well, guess what I'm listening to this Christmas. <laughs> All right, Scott, number three. Uh, number three is Spider Gwen and Peter B. Parker here. Um, so I love what Jake Johnson's doing here. He's basically playing himself. Like, <laughs> like you pretty much get the same character with Jake Johnson every time, but it but it works here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, he's the older Peter, the, the, the kind of rundown, uh, still very sarcastic Peter, but, uh, still very likable. Um, even as like a broken nose, like, uh, Jake Johnson does in real life. Um, yeah, I just really like him here as the, the, the surrogate, like not father figure because Miles has that with his dad and his uncle. So this is almost mm-hmm. more of like a, a like a big teacher, brother. sensei, yeah, big brother yeah. is probably the, the the closest thing to it. Um, but yeah, he he's great here, um, and and just the character too is a lot of fun. Like the what happened? What happens to Spider Man when he gets like in a rut and like he's just in his he apartment like eating pizza? Like, like when he's getting sucked <laughs> in the hole and he's still trying to eat the pizza. <laughs> yeah, he's more concerned with that than anything. And 
like how he sucks down those hamburgers when he when he gets into the new world. But um, uh, yeah, just a, a really good character. But still, at the end of the day, he's still Spider Man. Like he's still gonna do the right thing. Um, yeah. And uh, Spider Gwen. Um, so the the Gwen Stacy, um, Haley Steinfeld, uh, like they made her so badass. Like I don't know what it is exactly, <laughs> but she's like of of all the Spider people, like she seems like the most formidable. I don't maybe Miles by the end of it, but um, uh, yeah, like her her outfit's cool, her character's cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy that we get to see. Is more of her like i was kind of surprised that they didn't just like go off and do their own spider gwen thing um it's such a, a cool character uh, yeah, like anime would be play. awesome yeah um anyways like i'm, I'm sure she's got her own run in the comics especially after this um well she has her own well i mean like book. additional runs or additional issues. anyway more issues more issues yes more issues please yeah um <laughs> yeah i just i love both the characters uh how, how they're animated here um you know like there's there's i guess you would call them subtle differences but um how you jay johnson's peter b parker is more of the traditional spider-man and she's like a ballet dancer um like the way she moves around um is different than we see in other spider people um yeah i just i love both of them as characters and and seeing them here so that's number three The one thing I had a question about with Spider Gwen is that her t- the timeline. So like, it felt like that happened that night. Like everyone, the Spider Verse thing opened up when when this version of Peter Parker fought um, Green Goblin, right? Yep. Or was it happening beforehand? She says like was, a week ago, or she, like something weird. Yeah, like she that. gets she gets pulled into a week ago, literally. But like she but, gets shot into a week ago. But that said, like. Like within a week, she gets a job at that lab and gets herself in that <laughs> no, high school. I don't, like, see, I don't think she got a job at the lab. I think she was just sneaking in. Okay, I, I guess that's possible. But either way, she did get herself set up at the high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this like she, super she got a lot hard done high school to get into. She got a, a shit ton done in like very short amount of time. Well, which yeah, I would have passed Spider-Man. her, I guess. Like again, she's probably the most formidable of of the group, but still, yeah. But are we saying that she, when did that, so when that, when he sees the fight and then the next day he's at school, like that was not a week ago. So is you just saying that she just, because of the, the time it had been shifted, she had come back, even though yes. the event happened. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was trying to figure out what's happening after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we're, oh, we're on to my number two. Who's no, my, my number two. All right. What's your number two? I haven't gotten it. It's the art style. It is like I love that they shot for the moons. Like you know what, we're not doing anything remotely close to Disney or Pixar or what anybody else is doing. We're doing our own thing without um, like saying, "Oh well, this is really popular with the kids. We got to do it in this style or in that style because it's going to generate more popularity or whatever." Nah, they just did their own thing, and I love it. Made it very feel very ripped out of the comic book pages. Like a living comic book, pretty much. It's phenomenal. They achieved something really, really cool. Yeah, I agree. I mean, all comics are different, right? So I mean, if it's ripped mm-hmm. out of a comic, but it's definitely different. Um, I love. It. I mean, this is my number two as well. So I have animation style, and then I love the way they incorporated comic book panel type 
stuff with it. So the board bubbles, the Spidey Sense lines, mm-hmm. the bagel. You know, like, as you guys, <laughs> bagel, the uh, <laughs> like you mentioned, like the text going up the screen, like ah, and all that stuff is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the jump cuts were getting a little too much for me at times. My old man couldn't handle some of it, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I still, for the most part, enjoyed it. Did you guys have any issue with some of these quick? Cause I don't know, maybe the no. the glitching out they were doing was kind of bugging me sometimes. Which yeah, some of the some of the blurring effects that they had because they did the blurring a little bit different than they do in traditional even animated movies, where it looked like instead of having it like a traditional blur like with the camera lens, it seemed like they layered the same image over itself a bit more. Like you know when some comic books have errors in the printing and the color and the lines are a little bit off. It felt like they did that with some of the blurring shots. And it's like, I, I get what they're going with stylistically, but my eyes, like, didn't quite register. Like, ag- my eyes weren't agreeing with <laughs> what was happening on the screen. But it was a small gripe. Yep. Right. Scott, number two. Number two is also the animation, so... Yeah. And everything you guys said, this this movie is absolutely gorgeous. Like, the, the New York... Like, we've never seen... New York like this. Rarely do we see cities like this in, in anime, an animation or, or really anything. Um, you know, this is like Blade Runner level kind of stuff. Um, or maybe like in a, in a cure or something. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the city looks amazing. The The animation, again, is, is like Alex said, it's, it's something unique. So they, they went to like way above and beyond for this where they they, they did it all with computers but then went back through with like hand-drawn so they, according to the trivia it was basically like everything took like four times as long like <laughs> to do everything and they had like a huge pool of animators working on it with something oh, like yeah. it's like 160 or something crazy like that 130 um and, and i hope they all got <laughs> compensated well but uh they better have like yeah but you you can see like it, it definitely pays off as far as you know what we get to see on, on the screen um, you know, just, you, you just tell like a lot of love went into like making sure that everything appeared the way that they wanted it to. And and the Jeff's point, yes, I, I did also love the the comic book punctuation. I thought they were really smart with it, where they didn't go overboard with it. Um, they they applied it very smartly. And and I yeah, I'm, picked, I, I was their spots really I was well. too dumb to notice this, but according to the trivia, you don't see the comic book stuff until he gets bit by the spider. Yeah. Um, he's like why are my thoughts so loud (laughs) Um, yeah then I forget which one you just said it to but I now that you said it out loud like yeah I really did love the 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 spidey sense like it was such a simple like thing to do just the the squiggly lines but uh, very effective everybody had their own color and um, like slightly different shape for them and uh, yeah the whole whole thing Mm -hmm. uh, really worked so yeah number two the, the animation here did they do any kind? I mean, I, I'm going to say rotoscope because that's what they did for like Snow White. But is there probably a modern version? Did they do any of that with this? Because some of that stuff just looked really realistic, or is it just pure blown? No, I think they just did computer. very good referencing. Yeah, that's, for, yeah, they, they probably um, like the had people play out certain things, but not. So I know there was uh, this lady animator who showed the reference that she made for Peter B. Parker talking in the diner and eating the burger. And it's pretty much her just reading the lines from the script, but also acting everything out the way she kind of like envisioned the scene and then animating off of that reference. Um, one, one super cool thing 
Um, I'd have to go back to watch it, but uh, they said in the trivia, I can't remember if it's true, but all the animators wanted to crack at getting to do Stan Lee. Um, so they said, <laughs> uh, like, yeah. if you pause, like, when the trains are going by, that you can see him in almost, like, every, like, window or something like that. So um be interesting if that's if that's true. Um I like that they had him as an old shyster on here too, just trying to sell his wares. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. The suit always fits. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um so we all was all at number two, so I guess we're all on number yeah. one. So Alex, what's your number one? I really love the take of the Spider Man origin story with this one. Uh, Spider-Man is kind of like Batman. It's like we all get, we all know the origin story. It's been done to death. We know what's going to happen. Uh, in this one, it they really refreshed it in a in a fantastic way. Like we all knew that somebody was going to have to die in order for him to really get the gravity of the situation and become a Spider-Man. But we didn't know because he has such a good relationship with his parents. He still has them around his uncle. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then like when it hits that spoiler alert for (laughs) this uh, four year old movie now, five year old movie now uh, that the Prowler turns out to be his uncle Aaron. It's like, oh, my God, that was a real gut punch the first time that I saw it. That was great. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, when he, and then uh, no go ahead Jeff well, I was going to say when he's telling when he goes back and tells the other Spideys and you hear Nick Cage a sick backstory or cool backstory or origin story what does he say yeah, brutal I mean, he was like brutal origin story yeah brutal origin <laughs> story yeah <laughs> and it's pretty sad hearing all the other spider people tell him you know pretty much yeah we've all been through that thing we all been where you are and it was really heartbreaking when he's all tied up in the chair and his dad is talking through him through the door and everything, trying to understand his son. Oh, my gosh. But that yep. gives him eventually the push that he needs in order to come into his own. Spider-Man. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one is very similar. It's the whole family story, which Scott already talked about. And you're pretty much kind of talking about it. I mean, it was origin story, but his family story, I just liked. Yeah. The relationship with his dad and his mom, even though his mom's not in it that much, you still see that, you know, she loves him very much and he just all that stuff there. And then the extra stuff with his uncle, which is just different kind of relationship, but still a close one. And the fact that, you know, the kingpin's telling to kill him and he can't do it. And, he, you know, he takes one for him and all that stuff. Cool stuff. Um, it sounds like they're going to expand a little bit on that on the next movie. But um, pretty cool in this one. Mm-hmm. So number one, Scott. Uh, so, very similar to what you guys are saying here. I mean, everyone's Miles Morales. Um, like Alex said, the origin story um, feels fresh here. Uh, this, this is by far the best representation of, of Spider-Man being a kid. Um, you know, they... Yeah. Um, obviously, because they can actually make him look like a kid. <laughs> Tom Holland's been the closest, just because he's kind of short, I guess. And he's got a baby face. Uh but it looks like, you know, a regular high schooler. I, I do like that Miles is, um, he is confident. Uh, you know, he's, he's put in kind of a stressful situation when he has, when he has to swap schools. Uh, but, um, you know, where he was coming from, he wasn't like a nerd, an outcast. He was like a really popular kid. Uh, 
I mean, you see that when he's strolling down the street that first time. Um, and, you know, we're not used to seeing uh, a Spider-Man like that. Like, that's not Peter Parker's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not who Peter Parker is. Uh, but it is, it is nice to see that that's how Miles Morales is. And um, also just nice, too, that, you know, we, we get to see that a Spider-Man that doesn't have to carry around that same kind of baggage, like like Jeff was saying. Um, so, so yeah, that that's uh, my number one here, Miles Morales. And, yeah, again, just a different kind of Spider-Man. Uh, I love the suit at the end with the that looks like it's spray painted on, which probably yeah, was black and red. Um, no, it was. That's how he he, he takes one that? of that Peter Parker's that? older yeah suits that Aunt May lets him have. He spray paints it. Right. right. Oh, I knew he the suits, but um, yeah. Badass. Yeah, that looks really cool. Yeah. So, yep, that's my number one. All right, thwip. nice. Thwip, thwip. Any, any honorable mentions? Yeah, so many. I know this is probably one of the most popular pieces of trivia, but did you guys notice that whenever um, at the start, when Miles had like that kid Spider-Man suit, he was only animated at thirty frames a second. And then as he gained the knowledge, as he was being taught to be Spider-Man, they upped his frames of animation. So he became, his animations became smoother and smoother up until he became, right. uh, I, I think he was animated at 60. I, I didn't catch that. By the end. <laughs> but I think, I think it was 12 and 24 is what. Oh, was it 12 and 24? Yeah. Yeah. Eventually they, uh, okay. like, every, they everything was animated at the end. Of, okay. But it was 24, but. They still did 24, huh? Yep. All right. Um, I wouldn't have done that, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, just on, on, <laughs> honorable mention to the, the first scene when, um, after he's taken Peter B. Parker back to the apartment and Peter B. Parker gets out and they have the conversation and the whole time. Uh, Peter Parker's just like walking up and down the wall. Like, uh, that was really cool. And just a good yeah. use of animation because, like, if this was live action, it would just look goofy to have him doing that for that long. Uh, but because it's animated, yeah. it makes sense. Like you can, you can get away with that kind of stuff. So they they mm-hmm. they got the you know get get to use their their advantage. They're spider people. Yeah, yeah. Did you notice the the mech in Miles's room that he was drawing? Like he hand drew like a giant mech no. or mecha robot. Well, that was from the Japanese series Super Man, <laughs> and Super Man had a robot, a giant robot that he could. Uh, call to his aid <laughs> whenever there's a giant attacking the city. That's funny. Uh, the, I mentioned the stinger, the, la- the the final stinger. <laughs> you no you. you. <laughs> it's it's really rude, but you do it. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh, and I love Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I got the, like the first run of those books when they came, when they came out with the twenty ninety nine series. You guys, remember those? No. Nope. They had they had an X Men series twenty ninety nine, which was okay, but then Spider Man twenty ninety nine came out, and he was Latino, so I was all about that. It's like, yeah, Mexican Spider Man, and his costume, his original Spider Man costume, is like a Day of the Dead costume. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Nice. So I can't wait to see him more in the, in the next movie. All right. So I was just going to ask a question, uh, but maybe you guys answered this earlier. If you're first saying that we're not in our normal universe, so. Doc Ock being live, not Doc. <laughs> oh, it's live. <laughs> not being whatever Doctor Octavius that we know. It's because we're just not in the time zone, the time 
or the universe that we're used to. Is that just how that is explained now? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, that's Miles's universe. So he looks a little bit different, like in when when Gwen does her little backstory and she gets sucked through the dimensional thing. You can see like a more traditional Doc Ock mechanical hand try and swipe at her. Yeah. So all all the villains probably look uh, different. But you can see it like everyone. It'd be easy to chalk up some of it to being just a movie, so they just change the name to certain things. But instead of Mm -hmm. like Coke, it was like. Coca soda or something like yeah. that. Like, <laughs> Coca soda. Yeah, something, something like that. Um, there, there were a few other ones like that. I think at one point you can see the different movies that are coming out, and there's like, <laughs> yeah, was that fucking Seth Rogen movie? <laughs> yeah, there's Seth Rogen last one. Uh, there, there was a uh, like Shaun of the Dead sequel, um, like stuff they talked about doing in real life that never like come out. Oh yeah, the, the Seth Rogen thing was obviously probably just made up. But... <laughs> I'd be surprised if that guy's not doing a voice in the next movie, by the way. Just saying. Yeah. If you're going to have like 80 Mario, spider people. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Alex. Seven. What do you give this movie? I love this movie. <laughs> seven. I absolutely love this movie. Seven. One of the best animated films I've ever seen in my life. So, seven. Swing it on a branch. Okay. Yeah, on my uh, uncle's ranch. <laughs> I'll give it a six. I really, really enjoy it. I'll definitely watch it again. And for me to give an animated movie a six is pretty good. Yeah. Scott. Uh, also a six. Very close to being a seven. I think the only thing that's keeping it from being a seven is just... Like, it. I, I just didn't love it as much as my other sevens. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I did this again... If we had done this a month from now, maybe I'd feel differently, but a six. Worth worth mentioning, too, yeah. that this movie flies by. And I, I love it for that. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, I forgot. Watch. Sorry, I forgot one honorable mention. And this is like a way back when they first announced a new Spider-Man, Miles Morales, for the new uh, comic book and everything. And the Conan O'Brien show, <laughs> they they brought on one of the one of the newer comedians that was coming on there, and he was African American, he was black, so he's coming out. It's like, okay, so you're telling me that this new Spider Man, Miles Morales, he's half black, half Latino, and he's bisexual. <laughs> Marvel, you just really throwing every minority into this one character <laughs> just to cover all your bases. Oh, I was dying. That was it. Is he is he supposed <laughs> to be bisexual in the comics? I believe so. Yes. Okay. At least initially. I don't know if they've rewritten him or anything like that, but I think he's supposed to be. Still. Anyway. Anyways. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, well, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five animated films not by Disney or Pixar. Oh, now it's not by Pixar. <laughs> it was always not by Pixar. Oh, <laughs> Scott, we had a huge discussion about this last week. 
Did you guys joking? I think you guys did a poor job no. explaining that to me. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't have any Pixar stuff in my. Uh, All right, that's <laughs> good. I will say that you guys are gonna have a, you have a huge leg up on. As I was doing this, like these guys just have all these anime stuff they're just gonna throw in here, and I don't have that to, pool to, to pick from. To be fair, from, I so. only have one Japanese movie on here. Ooh, I only have two. <laughs> okay, so forty percent a lot for five. Yeah, I know, but still, <laughs> it's only two, and it's the big ones. <laughs> all right, so all right, well, what's your number five? My number five is the Secret of Nim. Okay. I got that higher yeah, on my list. Don, that was one of the first uh, Don Bluth movies, right? If not the first, where he went and broke off. I think, on, I think that was own, the first one from that, Disney. that he directed, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking good. It is. It really is. It's well animated, dark. I'll let you talk more about it, Scott, because it's probably on your list. Um. All right, I'll go next. And I'm going to do Charlotte's Web. <laughs> I don't oh, watch me anime. Okay. Yeah, I don't do any animated. I don't do any animated films anymore, so it's stuff from my childhood. And uh, yeah, I haven't seen this in forty years, but I remember enjoying it. And it's some pig. <laughs> Zuckerman, Zuckerman, Zuckerman. Zuckerman's famous pig. Isn't there Crazy live action ass. Charlotte's Web that came out some point in the last? Yes, Dakota Fanning. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. We've watched, yeah, we've watched both versions here in my household, and uh, yeah, the live action one wins out most of the time. Like, mm. I, I can imagine. Yeah, that one's yeah, kind of old. Yeah. It's all right. All right, Scott, number five. Uh, you cut out Jeff, but my number five, if that's what you said, is yeah. uh, yes. uh, Speaking of Don Bluth, um, the <laughs> Fox Animation Studios' last hurrah. Uh, that would be Titan A.E. Um, yeah, that was, really, uh, that was good. space opera um, action. Um, it uses uh, CG to, to great effect, and also uses CG to make some of the worst shit that's ever been put on screen. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's got that going for it. But for the most part, like the bad, the bad CG is, is kind of at the end. But uh, yeah, I, I I always love Don Bluth's animation style. Um, you get a lot of it here, um, and yeah, it's just a, it's it's a fun kind of space adventure uh, with a lot of big name actors, for better or worse. So Titan A is my number five. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I remember watching this, but is this the one that had like the Creed music all over the trailers? It it had did it have a Creed <laughs> song? I think it had it had a lit song. Um. Might have, might have had a Creed song. Yeah, you're probably right, Jeff. You probably did have a Creed song, yeah. The trailers. I don't know if it was in the movie, but... The Texas... Who else was in there? Those are probably the only big names. Uh, anyway. I just remember that... High, I think it was the higher song on, on the trailers. From Creed. Anyway. Take me... I can see how they would have used that for the trailer. Um... All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is Miller's versus the Machines. I, I believe this that. is yeah. another Sony animated film, which is this is like a pure like action comedy. the The animation style is phenomenal. Again, the 
they use 2D animation to great effect. Uh, some live action stuff, but it's more like <laughs> sock puppets and whatnot. No, you don't see any real people. Just like real like objects, like cardboard cutouts and shit like that in some places. Like the the merging of a lot of different art styles in this movie was also very well done. Yeah, I, I know uh, listener Daniel highly uh, rated that movie, so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's, good, it's, it's like a family well. movie too, right? Yeah. yeah, family movie, but you know, treat yourself. Go watch this by yourself too. It's freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah, no. It's like, great. Like, it's like Spider Man. Just watch. Uh, don't need kids. It don't definitely need kids. should have. It should have beat out Encanto for the Oscar on twenty twenty. I don't. Jeebus age. Encanto. Does anybody even talk about that movie anymore? Hey oh No, because it sucks. I see. Millage versus the machines. I just watched that like did, a week ago. Did, it was great. Were you, were you making a joke, Alex, or was that? No. Okay, never mind. I wasn't. I haven't seen the movie, but Enc- isn't there a Encanto thing... means enchantment. No, it, it doesn't. Isn't mean... there a whole thing about how we don't talk about whatever? Oh yeah, that's oh, so. So when Bruno. you said, does anybody talk about? Like, oh, don't even get me started on that fucking movie because there's no comeuppance with the with the real villain of this movie, which is the grandmother. Oh, we, we, <laughs> the matron we, of the whole we, family. We we all know how much Alex hates when there's not proper comeuppance. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I really do. It's like, oh, you, <laughs> you're just gonna forgive her for everything. God damn it. So yeah, I don't like this movie. We get it. You you hate. Mexican people understood. <laughs> well, they're from Colombia, so are they Colombia? I, I was gonna, I was gonna say like <laughs> lousy Mexican Latin, Colombians. Latina, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually wasn't sure on that. I, I just, I guessed. Yeah. Oh, well. No, it's a, it's from Colombia. Yeah. Okay, that reminds me. Of... But yeah, still, meh. You hate it's a man. I always hates Colombian people. It's, it's official. <laughs> so, no, I quick don't. side note: I was at work, and one of the guys there. Or sorry, I come into the kitchen. There's two guys talking, and there's like, "Oh yeah, where, where are you from?" And he's like, "Well, I'm from uh, the Midwest, but uh, the last like 20 years I've been living in Brazil." And the guy's, like, "Oh yeah, yeah. What kind of what kind of Spanish do they speak down there?" And he's like, "Portuguese." <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "Huh? Portuguese Spanish?" Yeah, he's like, "Portuguese." Portuguese Everyone Spanish. was dying. He goes, "Oh, I feel like an idiot." <laughs> I was like, not what kind of, is there a certain dialect of Spanish? I think it's his, is there a certain dialect of Spanish or something like that? He's like, yes, it's called Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number two is Secret and M. You guys already talked about it. Now, I will be honest. I do not remember a single thing from this movie, but I remember really loving it as a kid. And it was one of those that we would rent. I rented multiple times. I had my parents, you know, get it from the store and I loved it. But I honestly... Mm-hmm. I couldn't did tell you, you number... one thing from that movie, but I loved it. Did you mean number four, Jeff? Sorry, we're doing number fours, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sorry. So, Secret or Number? Yeah, I, I love Secret or yeah. Scott, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four is my lone DreamWorks on here, and that's Shrek 4. Now, uh... It's, um, Somebody once told, told me the world was gonna roll me. Uh, no, my number four is Kung Fu Panda. Um, oh shit! I, I, I fuck, really I forgot about I, that. One. This is weird because I've I've, I've only seen this as like I've only seen a couple of these as a, as an an adult more or less, but still like barely an adult. 
Kung Fu Panda, I think I saw in my 30s. So it wasn't like... <laughs> it definitely wasn't like any any way, shape, or form a kid anymore. Um, and I still loved it. Um, I think mostly just the the actual like painstaking uh, work that went into all the fighting scenes um, to actually make so it a, a, like a, a, a traditional like Kung Fu movie. And yeah, it, it, I, I talked about it many times before, but yeah, it's some of the, the best fight scenes in, in any movie. Um, and it's funny and it's fun and it's poignant and it's Jack Black. Yeah. The, the relationship between Poe and, uh, and his dad, this is really sweet to uh, James Hong. Uh, yeah, number four, Kung Fu Panda. Legend, James. Legendary Hall. James. Hall, yeah, yeah. Skidoosh. Alex, number three. <laughs> My number three is Akira, the very famous Japanese film that Tetsuo. came out in the eighties. Canada. Wow, what a this film just blew my mind i was like holy shit you're allowed to make cartoons like this like when i saw it as a kid it was like oh my gosh this is incredible also should i even be watching this yeah <laughs> i think i was in high school already by the time i saw yeah, it i don't think i'm emotionally <laughs> you know, equipped to deal with this yeah i've seen a bunch of horror movies aliens freddy kruegers jason's and all that stuff and akira like really gut punched me i'm like holy crap this is fucked up <laughs> And for an animated film to do, to do that to somebody is like that's fucking good. And later on, I had a roommate that had all the manga collected, and I got to read those. Also, I also highly recommend reading the manga. Okay. Really expands on uh, what the movie had to cut out. Okay. But yeah, movies uh, groundbreaking. It's incredible. Go watch it if you're an adult. Please <laughs> don't show it to your kids. Read it art. All right, uh, my number three, you can watch with your kids, I guess. Uh, yeah, of course you can. Iron Giant. Uh, yep. Oh, my number one. It's my number two. All right, well, then you guys can talk about it more. Uh, Scott, number three. Three is Sigurd and Nim. Uh, kind of what you guys already mentioned a little bit. Um, I, I love the animation style here. Um, like mm-hmm. Alex said, it's dark. Um, the... The scenes, though, where it, it um, like when they're in the rat's lair and they have all the, the lights and stuff, it's it's some it's just absolutely gorgeous animation. Um, the, the the story's good. Um, it's it got a lot of the Don Bluth hallmarks with uh, like some of the character animations. Um, uh, some of the music in that in that movie are, are still stuck in my head, like thirty plus years later. So. Um, yeah, it's some some mm-hmm. great performance, voice acting performances as well. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of those ones where, like, if if I were a parent, I, I couldn't wait to show this to like my kids when they're old enough because there are some dark themes here. Um, mm-hmm. And at one point, one character says "damn" even, which was like super scandalous when I was a kid. Damn, <laughs> he said "damn." <laughs> uh, yeah, number three, the Secret of Nim. I should show that to my kids again because we watched it when they were younger and they kind of liked it. Some of it's like freaky too, not just like dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah it gets, it gets kind of trippy at different points. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Princess Mononoke from Studio Ghibli. I believe it is still, no, it is still my favorite Studio Ghibli film of all time. It's 
just so fucking good. Groundbreaking in its own right. Uh, doing some some serious animation with some of the creatures, like when they're all made out of worms and everything, and it's all hand animated. Uh, I think there's some, like a bit of digital assistance here and there, but like 99%. Just pencil the paper, have to draw every frame. And it's it's like incredible. Even the, the English voice acting for this movie is great. I think I prefer it over the Japanese. It's one of the few uh, Japanese uh, anime that I prefer the English dub. Yeah, like Billy, Billy Crudup and uh, who was it? Anna Paquin? It was Claire Danes as... Claire Danes. As uh, Princess okay. Minoki. Then Minnie Driver was Lady Boshi. Yeah. Billy Bob Thornton as a, as a character in it too. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. He's the... Uh, He's the the wanderer that's trying to get uh, the head of the forest spirit, right, right, yeah. for the king to get his money. Princess Mononoke, I didn't know he was back in town. So good. <laughs> uh, highly recommend. Watch we it. We did it on the podcast. Yeah, um, we did. Jeff gave yeah, it cool. Jeff gave it a seven or less than that. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember liking it. I also don't remember best, anything about it yeah. ever. Was there a big Jeff, Jeff tolerated it way more than most of the the stuff we do in general? Yeah. Was there a big tree or something? That's true. I don't remember that movie. A deer. <laughs> there, there were trees. There was. There, there was, was a, a giant forest. deer, like yeah. forest creature. It was like a deer. Forest creature, and then a deer that you could yeah, ride, which the is elk. great. The red elk. Yeah. yeah cool. Yeah, see. All right. Uh, that was your number two, Alex. All right. Mm-hmm. My number two. We've all been doing like animated animated, but I'm doing stop motion animation. We didn't really say we couldn't do that, right? Oh, no? fuck. One yeah. One of my own dimensions. Damn it. Is, is right, well, Kubo and the Two Strings. I think that's what it was called. Okay. Yeah, that movie's really good. Um, yeah, I saw this is once again when I had my movie pass and I would go see stuff I wouldn't normally see. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Kubo. Yeah, Studio Like Leica? Yeah, Leica. Yeah. Yeah, I have another, like it. Honorable mention to Paranorman. Yeah, Paranorman. Man, most of their movies are. Oh yeah, all their stuff pretty is great. Good. Yeah, it's the same studio, right? The missing no? Link is so so. Yeah, Box Trolls is meh, but yeah, Kubo uh, and the Two Strings, Paranorman. Incredible. So Kubo, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. I highly recommend. It's mm-hmm. yeah. My number one's. Never mind. You guys will find out later. Al, uh, Scott, number two. Number two is Iron Giant. I'll I'll save most of it for for Alex. But oh, thank you. I don't even know who. So I know where all these other movies came from. I don't remember Iron Giant. Do you remember Warner Brothers? Okay, it's Brad Bird. I know that. Who? Oh, that's right. It was Brad Bird. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, this is one of those like Americana throwbacks that that works. Oh, Garth. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, <laughs> beatniks and stuff. Down. Like it, it just, but it works for a, a completely new generation that doesn't know about any of that stuff. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's got it's got Vin Diesel, who's I, I dare you to find a better voice actor that doesn't actually have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between this and, Gro- and Groot, yeah. man, yeah. he's got a steady paycheck. He also, oh no, that was sliced on him. Did the voice yeah. of King Shark in... Uh... Oh, yeah, King Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Who's so the good. guy that does all the animal voices or whatever? Oh, Frank Welker. Oh, Welker. Yeah. Reggie? Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, Alex, what's your number one? Yeah, the Iron Giant. 
Whew, man. This this movie is just a tearjerker every single time I watch it. It's so good. Yeah, a nice throwback. Nice, um, what you would call it? Not a time time piece, time slice. What do they call that when you period make an piece. old movie? Period piece. Thank you. An awesome period piece. Uh, it's of that genre that I talked about last week. Of uh, kid finds magical, fantastical creature becomes <laughs> yep. friends. And they have to protect each other. It's like half of Goonies. Ex- yeah. Yeah. Except this one. <laughs> uh, the magical friend almost destroys the planet. Yeah. <laughs> but it all uh, has a happy ending. Yeah. yeah it's Jeez, such it's such a great, like, you, they, they, they call it like a, a four-quadrant movie. Where, I think it's four-quadrant. But they're basically where, like, movies for everybody, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of sucked that they had the Iron Giant in the what's his face Ready Player One as yeah. as a giant war machine. It's like uh, kind of not what that character was about, but I know video game nerds would hack him to do that anyway, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I just like the <laughs> reference. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah. yeah. They tried to cram in so many references, might as well. Was it one of the? I didn't mention Titan eighty Titan eighty. Was this one of the first uses of like computer animation? Because there's times you see him moving where you, it's definitely not hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, most of the giant was I think all of the giant was actually 3D. And some of the vehicles and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Uh but Titan A came first. Okay. I mean Titan AD for, for the most part is is still cell right. like traditional cell animation. Yeah. And uh, the vehicles, the spaceships, some of the effects are all CG yeah. and stuff. It's good some of the creatures and good for the most it's part. It's kinda like Futurama. Right? Where all the hand <laughs> the the people are uh, yeah. all hand and then the ships <laughs> it stands out so badly when Show yeah. <laughs> all right uh my number one on the on the scale of animation this is the worst animated one but just story-wise whatever it's south park bigger longer and uncut oh damn it <laughs> i wish i thought of yeah. that yeah um i freaking love this movie yes it doesn't hold up to any of the animations we've been talking about but still story-wise and jokes per second gotta give it to south park it's still like it'll never not be funny to see them do like the Canadians, just the yes. <laughs> the flapping the jaws. Edge. Yeah, just yeah. the the that's so dumb, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck <Yeah>. you, buddy. <laughs> Your beady eyes and flapping heads. <laughs> that is racist, man. Yo, racist. <laughs> we'll give you something to cry, boot. <laughs> what say you? You know what sucks about being a Baldwin? Nothing. Nothing. I say that we'll live in infamy. <laughs> Canadian government has bombed the Baldwins. What say you, American ambassador? Stands up, straightens his tie. <laughs> fuck Canada. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there it is. That's my number one. It's it's kind of a cheat, but it's still animated. So some some it's not a cheat. It's yeah, yeah it's an the, animated film. Some of it is actually pretty good though. Like at the end when Cartman gets his like powers, and they <laughs> dog do, like, shit taco. Yeah, they're like the three ant like true. the like, Dragon Ball <laughs> animation. Like they they put a little extra effort in points in there. Yeah, yeah. the music, the the musical scenes like the yeah. <laughs> The Uncle Fucker scene. Anyways. Mr. Garrison, I got a question. What's the big fucking deal, bitch? <laughs> oh, it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I think I'm going to watch it again soon. 
<laughs> so fucking good. Somebody get Bill Gates up immediately. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Emancipation Proclamation? <laughs> I've never. I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs> God, Jesus, it's pretty bad. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Yeah, no, number one is Princess Mononoke. Uh, Mononoke Hime. Uh, yeah, that was all, almost my number one. All, all the stuff one. Alex said. Um, yeah, this is just a different kind of story and, and platform um, than I was used to when I, when I saw this. Because I'd, I'd seen some anime, like even Akira to this point. Uh, but like Akira is just so ridiculous. Like <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of its own thing. But like this was like, yeah. uh, you know, this is a serious story. Um, you know, like... It's obviously something that the kids could watch, but it wasn't for kids. Um, and yeah, just everything you said. And, and again, like it's it's absolutely gorgeous animation, which I, I think I used mm-hmm. that term like 18 times today, but whatever. Yeah. Pretty much ripped up Gert Fern Gully from <laughs> Dude, Don yeah, Bluth. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. Zaki's got some answers. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then so honorable mentions... Uh, um, Spirited Away, which could have could have actually been my number one, also really, but I just only wanted yeah. one of the. That one's on your list. Uh, I don't think the story's as strong as Princess yeah. Mononoke, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, it's, but it's still a great yeah, film. Yeah, Norman as far as like the stop motion. Um, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I like, I'm surprised none of us did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. With boots. Um, Disney. Oh, that's right. It was. Well, that's right. That is Disney. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't. It's like it was done like they didn't have any confidence with it because well I watched the uh, films that made us and this is on there mini documentary uh, Disney didn't have any confidence in everything so they pushed it to one of their side studios and then it's like oh shit this is you know it's a hit and everything <laughs> it's like all right Disney presents Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas um, Anastasia which is okay it's it's it works better as just like a general musical than an animated movie. Uh, I remember uh, yeah. Anastasia's on my list though because I it was the first movie that I saw at the block because they were showing free movies when it opened just Ooh. to get people out there. Oh um, really? Damn. Yeah, and I, I and I watched it with my, my girlfriend at the time. Um but uh that and finally uh a movie that you really shouldn't show your kids because it's super fucked up, and that's Watership mm-hmm. Down. I don't know if you guys oh, really I still haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean the book I I would recommend the book over the animation, at least start but uh yeah okay that one's out there um yeah i know netflix has a has a watershed down series like a mini series i've not read that one me either i'm i'm scared (laughs) yeah graveyard of the fireflies also please just watch that's a once (laughs) watch once and then just put it in the freezer for the rest of your life because there's no way you're gonna watch it again um i'm surprised neither of you had transformers the movie (laughs) <laughs> well i love that movie but it's not yeah. a great animated you've film you've got the touch <laughs> dun, dun, dun. you've got the power dun, dun, dun. yeah so mentions for me were titan ae i had simpsons the movie just because mm-hmm. i don't know it's really yeah oh yeah it's got funny yeah. it's got enough funny stuff in it. and then a movie i yeah. liked as a kid but i haven't seen it since then and i have the american tale movies but i don't know were those good I don't the first one remember. was, yeah, the first one was really good. It was amazing. The second one got really goofy, appealed more to kids. So it's like, eh. I remember the first one being a big deal. And the music, the song and everything. But I don't really remember it, so. 
Why are mice and mouses and rats like in all these animated things? I don't know. Maybe Don Bluth just wanted to make fun of Mickey Mouse and say, here, this is yeah. what a real mouse would do, motherfucker. A Jewish immigrant <laughs> fleeing the pogroms. And, and anyway. Wait, was Nim a, and you're not was Nim a mouse, right? <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, yeah. it was, yeah, mice, mice and, rats. and rats. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, the cat was just a cat, though. Everybody wants to be a cat. All right, any others? Uh, I'm sure I could think of other things, but I think I'm good. All right, it's mm-hmm. time. I'm it's time for that. Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, uh, people in baseball games, players usually frown upon sliding cleats first, right? Uh, yes. Depends. Because <laughs> I think it was Texas was playing some other baseball team with a blue jersey. And one of the guys slid into second, cleats first, almost took out the second baseman as he was, you know, he jumped out of the way. I think he got clipped a little bit. And then they just had an all out like melee brawl between both of them. That sounds so right. it's like at first I was like, why are they so mad? I mean, he is he out? Did he get the base or something? I don't know. It's like, oh, it's probably the cleat thing. So it's it's a cleat weird first. it's a weird thing. So you're allowed to slide into the guy to like break up the double play but like there's like an unwritten rule on like what's dirty and what's not dirty like obviously going cleats up to the point where you could like stab the guy with your cleats is definitely frowned upon Mm -hmm. Uh, but like depending on how you slide it in the guy like will depend on like whether people are cool with it or not I think so. Yes. I'd, I'd have to go back and see this. Yeah, but sliding hard into second base to break up a double play is totally part of the game and thing that people do. But yeah, there's nuances and what's what you can and can't do there. And spikes hop is usually a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody does the Pete Rose thing anymore? Head first? They do, but if you were Nobody trying to break up a double base. play, you don't go head first. Head, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're breaking up a double play, you head don't. Head first, you So... I see. Right. So head first, you try to you you can use your hands I mean, to you manipulate could, you could, where to go. Just there's there's no rule that says you can't like drunken master torpedo corkscrew <laughs> yeah, dive into the base to take out a guy's ankles. But yeah, there there might be some repercussions for that. Is that like bandit? Sorry, what was the football the the soccer the Shaolin soccer? Did they have like a Shaolin baseball or something? Or are making this up? Uh, I don't know. I thought they may have had a show. It's baseball where they were doing weird spinnies into the bases. Anyway, maybe. But yeah, they this video. They even had slow mo of this video, and one of the guys got clocked right in the jaw. Wow! The, like with a haymaker. Was this recently or a long time ago? I yeah, no, I saw it. I saw it on Instagram, like uh, over the weekend. Okay, because there was a famous incident with uh, Jose Bautista and. Ripnet or door. Like usually when these when these brawls happen, no one's getting punched cleanly in the face, so it's kind of rare that, that happens. Just mm-hmm. why it's slow motion too, man. Brutal. I think I saw that. I think my cousin posted that. In the, wasn't that in our chat, Scott? A picture of a face getting. Oh, somebody got somebody got like beamed in the face. Oh, that's what it was. It was a be yeah, okay, that's what it that was. That was like yeah. That made me want to throw up. Oh my god! Ugh. Like he took that clean. Uh, yeah. 
Like I, I think he even had like the flap too. Like it didn't even help him. Right. You just turn like in the perfectly wrong way. <laughs> it's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it was yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a lot of Disney news. Um, I'll, I'll wait till Jeff says his piece before I say anything else about Disney stuff. Uh, there's one bit of news that I uh, that came out of it. Uh, the the Disney slate. Um, so there's a new Hukale Pro movie called Hunting in Hunting, a haunting in in Venice, which will be out later this year. So I'm kind of excited for that. I I didn't like Death on the Nile nearly as much as the Oriental Express, but I still really uh, enjoy the character. Um, you know, just that that style of whodunit, and the, I think they're both still well shot, well acted films. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and we will save uh, Mandalorian uh, to the end of the segment here. Um, that said, mm -hmm. um, Alex, is there anything you'd like to go over? Yes. I watched the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> and uh, yeah, first movie, <laughs> last movie that I saw before the pandemic, pandemic was the Sonic movie. First movie that I see after... Uh, well, they kind of did towards the end of the pandemic, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, knock on wood. Knock on anything. Uh, went to see a Super Mario Brothers movie. And it was okay. It was pretty good. They got the look of the video games really good. The bright colors and everything was awesome. It looked great. Uh, most of the music, when they, when they went video game with the music, it was great. Uh, the, all the Nintendo references, so many, so many uh, references in there, I, in your face and in the background. I mean, it was I, awesome. I, I, you know, Bob Hoskins still looks kind of like Mario. <laughs> John Leguizamo doesn't quite do it, but I mean, he's bringing a lot of energy to the film. Um, you know, I know, no, I know. no, Scott, there's a there's a new what? What? Mario Brothers movie, an animated what? one. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, my big gripe with this film is, uh, well, what, my minor gripe is that it had some lazy writing in it because they kind of rushed along some of the character development and stuff. Uh, it, I know it's a kid's movie and it's a video game from the 80s, so there's not much of story going on. So I get that, but it, I, I feel like it was just an excuse for lazy writing. The thing that irked me the most was that they used 80s music for this for a lot of the soundtrack in this movie. And one of the songs fit like 100 percent, but the rest of them just felt like really tacked on for popularity's sake. And it was very jarring. And it's like, oh, OK, another 80s song. OK. Oh, another 80s song. ACDC this time. That's OK. Cool. Another one at the very end. So it's. it's other than that, the movie was fine. Your kids will love it. A lot of good references. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. How much know. do the kids love, like, or how much are the kids into Mario these days? Oh, they're still really into Mario. Okay. I would think so with the Switch yeah. still being My boys so. absolutely love it. like, oh, okay, with Mario. Yeah. With Mario Kart, Mario Odyssey. And everything Mario Maker. Just opened a Mario Odyssey, Land at yes. Universal for Christ's sake. Odyssey. That is true. <laughs> yeah, Super Mario World. <laughs> that is true. It's not like Sonic World. That is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. Okay, uh, Jeff. Uh, I believe you 
you something was grinding your gears. Oh, everything. <laughs> but before we get into that, <laughs> um, I saw, I saw an interview that they were saying, uh, "What's his face? Who's who's who, not Feige? Um, who's the guy who's the Guardians of the Galaxy and is now running D- DC? Oh, James Gunn. Oh, Gunn, Gunn said that. Yeah, James. There Gunn. has been talks. Nothing imminent, but there may be a DC Marvel crossover in the in our future. Because now he's DC. running DC, and he's really good friends with Feige, and that may be something in the future. So and and Spider Man made all the money, so why not? So Spider Man yeah. versus Superman is in our future. Like what, what? 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 There's what been a few cross- comic crossovers like that. Like what crossover thing would that, that wouldn't be just like completely non-canon? Then I guess I don't know. Probably yeah, is non-canon. Every, Who cares? It should be non-canon. Because yeah, even, even in the comic books, it was really stupid and contrived. <laughs> the way that they brought both the universes together. It was I dumb. Think, and I think you should lean into that. I think you should just... Yes, we know what you want to see. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Jerk off to this, bad boys. <laughs> on this. Yeah. Batman v, they, Batman v Captain America. Go. Yeah. Yeah. The only, yeah, you're right, Jeff. The only way that they're going to pull this off is they just go full tilt, yes, the balls to the wall. It's like, fuck it. it. Um, all right, uh, D23 was this weekend. I mean, I think, Scott, you have more of a list uh, oh, yeah. than I do. I, I just... I don't know. Who cares? Because every time they announce a movie, <laughs> a year later, they say that movie's been canceled and they're no longer on the project. So until they get the... Whoever's Kathleen Kennedy, whoever's telling her what to do, whatever. I don't care. They announced a million things. Oh, there's going to be a new movie about Ray. Like takes years, you know, takes place after Rise. Ray J. Johnson Skywalker. James Mangold is going to be doing. Oh. And then after, after that, after that, there'll be a, a movie about Egon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what about they Dill? announced James Mangold's doing a movie that takes place the fir- about the first Jedi, like thousand ten thousand years before. The prequels. I, mean, I like James Mangold, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, they we we have a list. I could name twelve movies they've already yeah. announced that have already been canceled. It's like who cares? Like I, I mean, they, that whole movie that that was supposed to be was supposed to be Lord and whatever that guy's name. Uh, well, they made it. They just got rid of them. But yeah, Han Solo, Solo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and Rothman, right? What? Anyway, um, Lord, who's Lord's partner? Miller. Uh, Miller, Christopher Lord Miller. Miller, yes, yeah. sorry. Um, yeah. Lord Miller. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. I, the announcements are kind of just like whatever for me. Um, yeah. So, with that okay. being said, I mean, you guys could talk more about that. The There was the trailer for Ahsoka, which I don't care that much about. But there was, they showed the back of Thrawn, which was cool. My, my favorite non- movie character. We'll see how they ruin that for me. So that'll be cool. There's a lot of like, like force users in that trailer. I'm not spoiling too much. Yeah, I know. It's like, eh. for better or worse. It's like, this like order 66 didn't even happen. I know. At this point. I mean, it makes sense that not all the Jedi would go like chumps and some of them weren't even Jedi at that point. So maybe they weren't on the hit list. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, from what I could tell, it is the the Rebels crew, which we talked about last week, I think, how they showed Zeb on... Spoiler alert, we're slipping into uh, Mandalorian Season 3 here. Uh, mm-hmm. So don't put two and two together here. But uh, Zeb showed up in that, 
in this they had Sabine, mm-hmm. they had Hera, they had Ahsoka now, like in Thrawn. So that's pretty much the entire. Yeah, that droid. Yeah, Chopper. The Mc... yeah, Chopper. Yeah, the only thing they're missing are the two, like the Jedi boy who is supposedly with Thrawn. I know my canon, and then. They'll probably get a better guy than that guy. <laughs> and then... <laughs> better than Ezra. Less than Jake. Uh, Less than Jake. <laughs> what is... God damn it. What? The Jedi that's in the Rebels. The, the, the master. The guy with his blinded. I don't, they didn't show him, but I don't know if he'll show. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, question, Jeff, because you, I know you're a fan of Thrawn. Like, he's supposed to be super smart, right? Yes. At, yes. at least, like from a tactical level, um, like how do they how do they beat him? Then they just like get lucky. Like, what's the they outthink him? They outmaneuver him? Like, how does he get beat without spoiling anything? Well, all I know is from the books that are not canon that came out thirty years ago. So I could probably spoil those. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, how does I forgot? Uh, ultimately. It really is a Lord of the Rings type thing, uh, where he's he's sidetracked in something else. He thinks he's so smart. He's focused on this one thing. There's a battle going here. While meanwhile, there's a secret group, literally not going to Mount Doom, but going to Mount Tantus. <laughs> now that I'm now that I'm thinking about this, right? To the big cloning, just big cloning facility, and then, yeah. uh, well, in the books, which are no longer canon, he has. There's a secret race of the called the Nogri, who. Um, Vader and Emperor enslaved. They kind of tricked them into enslavement by blaming the rebels for destroying their planet, and they they kind of helped them out. But the only reason they helped them out is because they're like lethal. Their species is very lethal, and he has one as his bodyguard. But little does he know that Leia has the whole story. Leia and Chewie um, help these people find out that no the empire has been lying to you this whole time they they're fucking up your planet that's why everything's so bad and then his personal bodyguard finds out and then stabs him in the back or whatever yeah okay it's actually a decent story there but uh too smart for his own good yeah his okay. whole thing is he studies art and by knowing the species art he can know what they're going to do in the tactical battlefield yeah, what, <laughs> it's, a little, tactics, it's a little it's a little frustrating curious to see they cast for this by the way they announced it. It's uh, it's Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be Tobias Two K. It's it's me, Thron. Oh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, is it gonna be Mad? That's Damn, actually that's good casting. That's actually good casting. Not that I know yeah. anything about this character, but that sounds like a casting. <laughs> no, because Mads Mikkelsen... He was, he was in... Yeah, so I was getting, He was in... Uh, yeah, he plays Jin Erso's dad. Oh, uh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah, never mind then. No, it's but it's a name like that. Uh, give me a second here. Thrawn. Lars Mikkelsen. <laughs> oh, Lars Mikkelsen. Another Man. Danish. Is that like this... It's like this. the the Danish equivalent of Jack Mikkelsen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Never, that, that guy, I don't know. That's not my head. Yeah. I think he oh he voiced him in the in the animated show. Uh, okay, I kind of like that they're doing that. They are they are stepping into that. It's funny, it's the, it, except for Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. they got like, oh, you, you got to get a, a different girl yep. in there instead of David Eckstein's wife, which is so weird. Um, 
Uh, my, my reaction right. was basically that they're gonna they announce all this stuff just to get excited about, and nothing is gonna happen with it. So, yeah, okay, yeah. That, right, well, I will try to run through this quickly. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm not even gonna bother with 2026, maybe not 2025 either. Um, yeah, this is the next two years because everything is like untitled after that. Um, so Ant Man's already out. Um, Chevalier. Mm-hmm. Is out. I don't even remember what that's about. That's a is that's it, a Fox t- one. Tim Meadows, past the Chevalier, <laughs> Cavassier. Oh, that's, 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 my bad. Um, that's a Fox Searchlight movie. Um, Dizzy Guardians Galaxy Volume Three comes out May fifth, so that's right around the corner. Yeah, um, it up so soon. Uh, May twenty sixth, Little Mermaid, uh, a Fox movie, The Boogeyman horror movies that probably will come out <laughs> um they already made the boogeyman well, um, whatever. elemental is the next uh oh yeah the pixar joint yeah um indiana jones and the dial of destiny Bleh. is uh june 30th okay that's also uh, man's man with man's goal what's his name <laughs> J- <laughs> man's, Jane man's, man's mickelson yeah the trailer uh, looks yeah, awful oh uh, god i've heard it might be all right, but he looks. It looks so bad. Yeah, it's gonna be a really good. Nazis. But anyway, the so that's the end of June. Um, end of July is the Marvels. Um, so that'll come out. That I'm kind of excited to see. Um, so that'll pair up Rambo, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Ms. Marvel, and Captain Marvel. Um, Disney's Haunted Mansion. Um, <laughs> Again? <'cause> nobody asked. <laughs> um, I, I did I did actually watch a teaser trailer, well, a really long teaser trailer for this. Um, some of the ghosts look genuinely like creepy. Um, so they definitely put more thought into it this time. Um, I hope this movie is Eddie Murphy going to be like, like a horror movie. I hope this movie fails miserably because if it's a success, they're going to change the goddamn ride, and I don't want them to do that. Stop. That one's also yeah. that one's also Rosario Dawson, by the way. Well, I like Rosario. I like ruining all of Jeff's. <laughs> all right. Well, if Rosario Dawson shows up on the ride, I would be all right with that. But <laughs> stop. <laughs> Owen Wilson too. Danny wow. DeVito. What if Jeff? Please. What if Danny DeVito was the head in the in the crystal ball? I was gonna say he looks like one of the hitchhiking ghosts already. I already thought that was Danny DeVito. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's actually really good. Uh, good, good pull. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Um, so, uh, Haunting in Venice, which I talked about, the new Hercule Um that will be in September. Um, and so on and so forth. There's nothing really worth mentioning here after this. Um, yeah. Next year, um, here's where we get into the who knows stuff. Um, um, Disney Snow White, because they're like, they've, they've made some deal with the devil, the robot devil, where they have to do live action versions <laughs> of everything. Uh, uh, well, they already tried doing that with uh, Bella from the vampire movie. And uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, they did it a couple times. It was like a sequel, wasn't there? Yeah, Snow White and the Huntsman, and then Snow White 2, The Revenge. Uh, anyways, yeah. those were made by Disney. 
No, they weren't, yeah. but yeah. somebody already tried. Uh, Captain America, New World Order. So that, that's a thing that, that is in production. So um, Based off the Wolfenstein yes. franchise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Well, a new Planet of the Apes called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Um, I don't know if this follows the other ones. Um, there's an Inside Out 2, a Mufasa the Lion King, which again... What? Yeah. yeah. He's dead. <laughs> Thunderbolts, um, which I don't know if that's even in production. So that one could get killed. Uh, I mean, like, why would I know anyways? Because <laughs> it's not like I'm on the pulse of Disney production slate. Anyways, um, mm-hmm. Blade is still a thing. Um, Mahershala Ali um, will be later toward next year a Deadpool movie oh, yeah. um, who knows that will actually come out next year but that's slated to come out next November or November 2024 and Avatar 3 uh, which we do know is a thing <laughs> mm-hmm. um, at the end of, of 2024 um, so uh, then after that Fantastic Four Avengers movie Yada yada yada. Um, I think on top of that, over Marvel. I don't look. I'm not looking forward to any of these. I don't even want to see Guardians three right now. Really? Yeah. I'm looking forward to Guardians. I, think, I feel like Guardians is the last of the old, the ones that we, at least the ones I, I, I really loved. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go see it, but kind of carrying the torch. I'm not looking forward. To it. <laughs> I'm not gonna like it. No. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is none of the TV stuff. Um, which is fine. We don't have to talk about that now. But uh, I did see the trailer for... Again, they called it a teaser trailer, which drives me insane. Uh, for Secret Invasion um, on Disney+, Plus, which is the Nick Fury. Oh, yeah, the Nick Fury Nick show. Nick Fury and the yeah, that looks pretty with cool. Ed, Ben Mendelsohn returning. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sam Jackson, obviously. Um, Colby Smulders. Um, Khaleesi is in it. Um, because everybody has to be a part of the MCU sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like dating Cher back in the day. <laughs> um, <laughs> old man joke. All right, so all right, we're running long. Um, we'll, we'll try to keep the uh, the Mandalorian talk uh, in in order here. So just to keep the recap quick, uh, which it's really not a whole lot to go over. Um, Mando, Bo-Katan, and uh, Grogu go to... What's the name of the planet? Do you guys remember? Mandalore. Not Mandalore. <laughs> uh, Lizzo I forgot what and Jack Black's Jack Fun Black. House. Yeah, it's the Jack yeah. Black planet. It's like, Jeebus okay. yeah. Let me just They're say, cute I know last week Jeff was, was complaining about the, the, uh, the, the guest appearances. I'm. Yeah. Su- I'm. Su- you mentioned Lizzo just now. I'm surprised you even know who Lizzo is. Jeff. Oh, I don't. Laura's told me. Laura's like Lizzo's okay. in Star Wars. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm like, who's I was Lizzo? like, I was laughing because you were you were playing about it, and I was like, oh, that's Lizzo, and then I was like, there's no way Jeff knows who Lizzo is. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's funny. Um, that's hilarious. Yeah, like, Jack Lizzo, Black. Sorry, Lizzo is like one of Laura's favorites, and she just goes. Lizzo's in Star Wars now, and I'm like, yeah, you gonna watch? You gonna watch Star Wars now? Nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, um, spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, this is this is episode five, six, uh, 
something it's six. I think it's the six, yeah. Hired, mm-hmm. hired guns of, of season three. Hired um, goons. I've never wrote. Hired goons. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jack Black shows up. Um, Christopher Lloyd shows up. He actually looks. A, he looked. He must. He must have like spent a lot of time in the makeup chair because every time he makes public appearances, he just looks like super old, which is. Which is fine because he he's, he's, he's old. Super old. He's like a hundred years old. But like he yeah. do, he doesn't like he looked good here. Which was one thing. It was it was like yeah. fun to see him be not old but like animated anyways. Um, so yeah, he animated. shows up. There's a dumb plot line about getting droids and whatever just to like fill an episode because they're infected. Um, but we which was it was fine. it was it was interesting though. So um, yeah, they go to the planet. They want to meet up with the the. The, the non-path-walking Mandalorians that used to follow Bogatan, but the people on the planet that, that rule the planet will let them, this is Jack Black and Lizzo, um, until they do them a favor, which is figuring out why all their droids on the planet are malfunctioning. There's not the, mm-hmm. the droids that have been reprogrammed with MacGuffins. Uh, <laughs> so the programming. Yeah. Um, it turns out to be Christopher Lloyd, who's supposed to be the guy running all the droids for security, but he's actually a separatist. Which is interesting because we never hear anything about the Separatists. Um, yeah. But he talks about how Dooku was a saint. But <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets exiled to some planet. And then, yeah, we see them play um, croquet with the the weird... Jeebus, that bit. bullshit was straight out of Clone Wars. I mean, that was straight out of Alice in Wonderland. Like, it, it didn't bother me. Oh, it was just like, whatever. Um, yeah, it was... Thankfully, it was just that one scene... And it never happened again. We didn't dwell on those rich people bullshit things, so that was good. Yeah, we get to see Jin be kind of a dick in this episode because he's so like anti. <laughs> yeah, kicking those droids. Yeah, and anti droid. Um, they go to the droid bar. That I thought was stupid. <laughs> what? I like, love that. Like, j- like the the other thing that bothered me, but the fact that they just go to this place and pretend to be like. Not droids, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, I don't know. Is that been established that that's a thing that droids do? They just go hang out when they're not like on duty or whatever. Droid, mm-hmm. I mean, they've never really established rules with droids. Like, are they sentient? Are they not? I mean, yeah. why does why does C three PO act scared? I mean, that that's <laughs> like there's weird things about droids. So I yeah, I mean, there's there is a level of sentience there. Yeah. So like, yeah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. But it's like, okay, I guess this is the thing. Um, yeah, and then like they're all like they turn out to be super nice droids. Yeah, <laughs> except for the ones that I, I really like that idea. That yeah, we, hey, we used to be bad guys but we reprogram and repurposed so we can still function and contribute to a society so anyways hold Jim on before, before we leave the droids can i just say like i am that power droid or super joy what super what are the power what are they called yeah, the assault, i don't remember whatever the heavy the heavies yeah the ones that march super yeah. slow and super bumbling in the entire prequels and in this movie the thing is running around like if why did well it got reprogrammed <laughs> it just bugged me that in the movies they're just these slow marching powerful but not like agile this thing's running through town like it's freaking I don't know we're super fast runny guy I don't know <laughs> that bugged me anyway continue uh, okay. mm-hmm. so they had covered the plot 
they resolve it all as a reward. They're given a gigantic key to the city, a novelty-sized key to the city. <laughs> it's not made of chocolate. And uh, they're allowed to go see um, the other Mandalorians. And Bo-Katan claims the Prima Nocta or whatever, and they challenges the... Mm-hmm. The one guy, I can't forget his name, Axe something. Yeah, to us. Axe Wolf. Yes. To the greatest to LARPing fight. fight of all time. But like, LARPers <laughs> yeah. in a park. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she wins, and then, like, she gets them all on board to go with her to go do whatever it is they're going to do. Retake yeah, Mandalorian is, is, is the, the dark saber. No, but only after the yeah. transitive is property the is brought into effect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah. yeah, the whole dark saber thing like, where uh, yeah, she technically. Now owns the dark saber. I was like, no, don't give that thing up. The thing has saved your life like every single episode this season. Like, yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you're dead yeah. about it. Um, like he, he gave up the Beskar spear. He gave up the dark saber. It's like Jeebus says, you're gonna give up Grogu this, now. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Uh, that so, yeah. Now they're now, now they've got like sorry, sorry, Scott. We gotta, gotta stop you here. Now. I gotta stop you. This is so stupid. This. <laughs> <laughs> In the end of last season, they set up this perfect thing where, like, she all she's ever wanted to do is get this thing. The other guy gets it because he beats the guy in battle, and now she can't have it because of this rule. Which, and that's that's a cool little setup. That's like one of the cool things they do. And then in this movie, this show, just like, remember that thing that happened like four episodes ago? Yeah, well, now she can have it if she wants it. And then she just tells them these people that, and they just accept it. It's so stupid, guy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty lazy. Yeah, come um, on. I didn't realize this. The so there's there's two recognizable Mandalorians there. So there's the Axe Wolf guy, and the mm-hmm. other girl. I don't know her name on the show, but she's actually a professional wrestler. Yeah, Be- Becky. Because <laughs> I, I looked her up. Yeah, yeah. So I did not know that. Um, she's actually pretty yoked. She's short, but she's yoked. <laughs> yeah, she was in season so, two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She she reappears here. Um, yeah, the, the funny thing to me uh, is not all that, Jeff. It's that like this is their fleet, quote unquote. So there's like thirty Mandalorians and the other whatever they call it a covert, and this is like another what forty or fifty of them. So mm-hmm. like this isn't even enough to put like guard duty for something like, <laughs> like this is. <laughs> And this is this is the fighting force. Like this 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 season has shown though that like if you have one ship, you can do a lot of shit. Because I guess in the outer rims, there just aren't ships, right? Yeah. <laughs> Until the Empire shows up, which I'm still guessing yeah. is what's going to happen. Is they're going to they're going to tussle with the Empire? Yeah. yeah, bunch of Tie Fighters. I don't know how many there are because it's like with last episode when Grief Cargo like evacuated the city and there was like 20 people with him. Like, is this yeah, yeah, yeah. just because? This billion-dollar company can't afford to put hire like twelve extra extras. Like I don't understand. Like what's going on with this thing? Like because we because we yeah. film in this room that's really sm- it's supposed to look big when it's small. We can't have. I, uh, mm-hmm. George is getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's basically all I wanted to go over. Um, you forgot about the fish love story. Where Katie Sackoff is good. Like, like I think you were saying last week, Jeff, maybe that, like, who is the Mandalorian, the titular Mandalorian at this point? Like, is it Bo-Katan? Yeah, at this point, yes, it is, definitely. Yeah, yeah. 
I know. There's, anyways, yeah, there's that, two that, episodes left. I have no idea what the show's even about anymore. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is this is episode six. I have spoken. Yeah. So yeah. speaking with the Ugnats is cool. <laughs> I have spoken. I have spoken. Yeah, but then all the Ugnats looked like the character. Jeff, I have spoken. The character model was exactly the same as the guy from the first <laughs> season. And they didn't even, I, they didn't even I modify did, I did. it a little bit. They just like put a wig on one and glasses on the other and just... I snorted when he was like, I'm friend of this like random fucking Ugnot. I guess all the Ugnots know each other. Yeah. Which he just assumes <laughs> was just kind of racist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, Dinjarin is racist. But they did, so how racist was it really? <laughs> it was true. Uh, yeah. yeah Bin at like, gmail.com. Are they just like... There's just like 20 Ugnots and they just all know each other. Like, I, I guess. Yeah. They just knew about this hermit Ugnot. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, that was funny. I have spoken. Well, I think his backstory was yeah. he did he work. Knew, he knew Ugnot etiquette. He did work for the Empire at one point. I don't know. But the, this show is just awful. I'm sorry. Like, I think there's some good story points, <laughs> but the, nothing's connected. Like, the season started. Like, why did they bring back Baby Grogu, by the way, for this season? Like, they made it so important to interrupt Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> To have him get Grogu back. And he's not even part of the story at all. It's literally just because I mean, he wants something true. cute he's, on there. He's and training to be a Mandalorian. He's not, though. Yeah. There was book one scene where he shot the guy with paintballs. Other than that, like, nothing's happened. And Every then episode the is just like, here. Like, like, so you watch Baby Grogu this episode. He hey, had the flash this person, you watch Baby Grogu this episode. Like, I do like how Jin's like, yeah, I'll leave the baby with this person that I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it just feels more like Disney not having a plan about anything, and just like I don't know, like it makes no sense. The first two seasons were so good; the whole thing is about protecting Grogu and getting him to his people. It ends that way, and then for some reason, like, oh well, you can't end that way. Let's bring him back in this totally different show, and then now this show, well, we don't know what to do with him, so we'll just hand him off to this. <laughs> to, it's like Batman now; they have a special like actor show up, and here, watch favorite Grogu. Fucking, I guarantee you, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. is going to be in the next episode. Like, so stupid. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, I'll watch that. Good. Grogu's my bad. I've got my eye on you. <laughs> this Colonel Kling is going to show up. <laughs> uh, I'm searching for the rebels. I don't know. Like I said, I yeah, think anyway. they're... Thanks for listening, No, everybody. I'm not done. And <laughs> why can't I get no tang around here? Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I think there is some good ideas. They just... Alright, right, whatever. It, feels, it, it definitely feels <laughs> rushed this season. Like, There's nothing like, okay, yeah. coherent. Like, remember a couple episodes when we were back on Coruscant with these Imperials that are being re- retrained and becoming good citizens again? And okay, one of them is kind of evil. But like, that's not have to do with anything. What's going on? The end of last week's episode. Oh, there, we found out that Moff Gideon has escaped and there's Beskar here. All right, well, we're not going to talk about that. We're just going to go have these guys investigate uh, fucking Judge Dooms doing some weird shit. Like, I, I'm fucking done with Star Wars, Judge, man. Let's go. Judge Doom. <laughs> now I'm done. Now I am done. Now I have spoken. Let's... You have Judge I have spoken. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. 
<laughs> no, you guys have anything yeah. else to say? Go. Nope. I've spoken. Oh. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.